Buongiorno, buon pomeriggio, e buonasera, Lazio world. Welcome to our instant reaction, slightly delayed instant reaction. We're recording about an hour after the match um, in comparison to our typical immediate, but midweek matches, uh, work has to be done. And so um, we're excited, though, to join you all as we review Lazio's 1-0 derby victory over Roma in the quarterfinal of Coppa Italia. I am your host, Sean McIntosh, joined, as always, by my co-host, Caleb Adams. Caleb, how are we feeling? I feel great. I'm going to be transparent here. I only was able to catch the first 30 minutes of the match, but the minute I got the notification that we had won, I was ecstatic. You know, I did, did a little celebration on the spot. So really excited about it. And uh, love having the continued success and domination of Roma over the. Well, uh, it's it's been uh, it's been a domination, honestly, since Mourinho has um, taken the helm at Roma. I, uh, I I had a couple tweets today. Sign this man to a lifetime contract at Roma because uh, it has been uh, it's been hard to find a better run for Lazio against that side. Than, uh, than with Mourinho at the helm. So, you know, let's let's jump into this. This is a this is a big one, regardless of competition stage of a competition. Uh, the Derby is the Derby, and 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 both sides um, know how important it is. I don't care what Mourinho says in any post match conference because I'll tell you what, I haven't seen the post match conference uh, <laughs> yet. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what he's going to say. I can, can, this man's the most predictable manager. He's going to come up with any ex, and every excuse. Uh, he's going to talk about how this match didn't matter because they've got big city off fixtures looming and whatever he wants to feed you. Honestly, the, the, the folks that should be most upset at whatever rhetoric he's going to spew are Romanisti because he's probably going to talk about this. Wasn't that big of a deal? Uh, I'm sorry. It's the Derby. We all know this is a big one. This is three straight cup losses. Uh, four straight <laughs> matches against Lazio in which they failed to even score a goal. So mm. they've, they've, uh, they should be done with excuses from that man. But again, sign him to a lifetime contract. But uh, let's dive into this one. Right off the bat, some interesting notes from the starting 11. Um, Mandas in goal. Provedel sits and takes a break. And, uh, and that was uh, certainly one that I was uh, astonished by. We have uh, Cataldi in. We talked about this in our last pod that uh, he's. This is the Derby. He's a he's a Laziale. He's one that's um, seen these moments, comfortable in them. I, I was I was going to be um, happy to see him in this. So um, sits in there. Romagnoli back. You know he got his few minutes. He got to have his legs under him, and then boom, right into an important match. Pellegrini back to the bench. Um, the assumption here is with Lazzari in there. You know, you wanted Madusic. We've talked about the size of Roma. And so, you know, aside from that, it was back to the normal, uh, particularly up top with Felipe at the right wing, Tati in the center, and Zakani playing that left wing. Um, honestly, not a, not a ton that, uh, that happened in that first half. Very contentious, both sides feeling one another out uh, early into the second half. Tati in the mix earns a penalty it was uh, not initially called uh, he's in the box he gets clipped 
uh, and, uh, and, and right away they go to bar and it was a no brainer. It was absolutely stone cold penalty. Zakani steps up cool, collected finishes it. The man loves a derby um, scoring in a number of these. And so obviously loved the way he celebrates, but honestly the match kind of turned on its head, you know, after that goal, really giving Lazio life, they came out and immediately after Vecino has a massive shot, big opportunity, goes just wide, a uh, couple opportunities uh, following suit. And then, you know, the game essentially goes deep into stoppage time, seven minutes of added time, a uh, few opportunities for Lazio on a counter. But by and large, that stoppage time was Lazio pretty much hanging on tight. Um, Roma, with few things organized, if we're honest, um, they're they're standard approach of dumping balls in and, and hoping for the best. Uh, and, and they almost got something out of it with Romelu Lukaku doing really well to chest a ball and, and attempt a bicycle that, that cleared just barely over, um, over the crossbar, but no couple, a uh, couple chances, but uh, really when you look at it, Lazio, the team that was deserved of, of the victory, um, Possession was 43%, Lazio 57%, Roma, Roma failing to do a, a whole lot of anything, you know, with expected goals at only 0.52 for Roma, Lazio at a 1.76, and uh, total shots squared away at nine, but Lazio was able to get five of those on target compared to Roma's two. Uh, big chances, Lazio two, one of those being uh, converted, Roma with no big chances, so Again, um, this one was 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 relatively clear. I think Lazio, um, the deserved team, and, and once again advancing in this tournament, a tournament in which um, they've they've only uh, they've only beaten the Roma. So, tell me, uh, Caleb, I, I know you weren't able to to watch this one. Do you have three words for this? Because uh, <laughs> I got an easy one, and, and you don't even have to have watched the match to to come up with this. Uh, I don't I, I, look okay. I don't have three words, but I have an action for those of you that, that are li- just listening. I'll explain what my action is, but I'm gonna do the action first. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Sh- for those that are just listening, I shushed. I did a little shushing thing that Jose Mourinho does, and uh, yeah, just be quiet. That's it. <laughs> yeah, <That's my> <laughs> be well, quiet. <laughs> Mine is is and that is perfect. Mine um, again. Don't even have to have watched it. Just look at the score line, and it's 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 becoming routine now. Quite simply, Rome is blue. That's it. Rome is blue. We talked about it. They haven't scored a match against uh, Lazio in four. We've we've dominated three straight cup appearances against this squad. Three straight victories. We've won three. Um, of our last four, it's been three wins, one draw in the last four, five wins in the last eight. I mean, we we are we are um, in a nice time period uh, ahead of them in the table since Sadi's been here. It's been domination over Mourinho. So Rome is blue. Uh, this one again, we looked at the numbers. It was as clear as day for me. What do you think? Was um, some of the keys to the matches what uh, what ultimately sealed this victory for us? What do you think, Caleb? You know, I, I didn't watch most of it, but at least from the highlights commentary that I've seen, 
and as well from seeing this very similar matchup play out in a way that I think it's kind of played out pretty similarly in almost every time we've encountered them, at least under Saudi. I think I think it honestly goes back to Saudi. I think he's got Jose completely figured out. I think like, like Jose here in this game in Mourinho, he um, they actually pressed us quite a bit, at least from the 31st of the minutes. They actually pressed us. They attempted to do that as well in the past, but uh, it really seems to me that Saudi just has Mourinho figured out because they never trouble us. I mean, we play them. It's intense. There's emotions running high. But in terms of actual threat of them scoring, of them winning, we've seen really, really, really minimal of that in this particular showdown between Mourinho and Sadi. And so for me, I think it, it comes down to Sadi that I just – he just tends he, – he's got Mourinho in his pocket. <laughs> he absolutely does. And, you know, it's – it's it's another performance in, in which defensively we've been really sound. We haven't given up anything. Um, I, I think when I look at how this match was won, it, it starts with that back line being solidified. And this match has really come down to which side has made the most mistakes. And we've been fortunate, you know, whether whether it's been Ibanez for so many years. Mancini, uh, typically somebody on the Roma side is, is making a mistake and this one to it. And man, if you would have asked me to put money on which side was going to earn a penalty today, it would have been, um, I would have bet, put money on it that Roma was going to come out of this with some BS penalty. And, and so uh, just, just fitting, just, it feels good to beat them on a penalty because they have been the side to have been rewarded so many dubious um, pens this year. So, um, look, defensively, we, we were we were very good. Um, and then our, our, our midfield has, has, has been such a, a big lift when it comes to the defensive work. So many of the matches early in the season, you and I have just were so frustrated at the lack of our midfield really putting in work on the defensive mm -hmm. side. And, you know, we talked about how much space they would allow players to operate within. And, uh, and, you know, maybe it's, it's just the work that Rovella has, has put in since his insertion, but uh, obviously the growth of Ganduzi, who again, is just a maniac. It's, it's, it's yeah. 80th minute plus, and, and this guy is pressing highs. He's on counters. Um, and, and, you know, besides the work of our defense, it's just such a strong mentality. You could see, I mean, they, they really came to, to play. This game means a ton to them. They took it personal and, and in the end they were rewarded for it. So um, from, from some of the match you were able to catch, you know, who stood out for you? Do you feel confident in, in awarding a man of the match for this? Uh, I don't feel confident in a one man a match, but I think I, I do want to stay in the midfield. I think it seems that the defense was stellar, but at the end of the day, from what I saw, the midfield was just really, really active. And I don't know who kind of kept that level throughout the whole match. You can go into more of that. But for me, I think it, I think the midfield did play a big role in eliminating Lukaku and Dybala's, uh influence. I think that um, we came in, right, Lukaku's physicality. You have Patrick out there, Latsidi out there. You're thinking, oh, man, like, how are they going to fare? But I think the midfield completely bossed the game and allowed those guys to, um, to have a little easier job 
with, with the guys in front of them. So if you want to go in and, and talk about the players that shined, please do. Yeah, and I, I think and there were a lot of them that I that I really liked, but I, I'm giving my man of the match to Zakani. Mm. Obviously, he he comes away having um, scored the match winning goal, you know, with the penalty. But I really loved his mentality. You know, we we've talked about him time and time again, and even when he is struggling and not playing up to par, he's a player whose attitude I just I, I, I've. I've fallen in love with. He puts his head down. He continues to attack. He earns so many fouls. He is frustrating the heck out of Roma. I mean, Christensen fouled Zakani 135 times. I mean, there was um, frustration on the side of Roma because he's putting so much pressure down. He's just got such a great turn um, when he gets the ball and, and forces you to, to foul him. And you know, I think that put Roma on their heels. And... Um, you know, some, some other players that I think really stood out is, is the Sino once again, just kind of bossing the midfield, Rovella, the, the same old work as usual. Um, I mean, Lazzari was, was really, really good. Felipe Anderson. I mean, they all, they all did their part and they all were so sound, right? The work rate that they put in. You know, I mentioned Ganduzi just flying up and down the pitch. This is such a likable group of players, like players that are fighting for one another. Even I mean, Pellegrini came in at the end of the match, and, and he had a couple massive plays, 89th minute, and he comes in with just a big, big block that, that was a, looked like it could have been a dangerous ball into the box. Um, 92nd minute Pedro, a diving tackle. I mean, right, like the last thing you think about Pedro is any sort of <laughs> defensive work, and he is diving in, winning tackles. Zakani on a number of plays, slide tackling, winning the ball. I mean, 65th minute, he has a diving slide tackle that he wins the ball, and then he's charging up the uh, up the field like on a break. So. It really just was performance and mentality and um, all of those things that you love to see. And, you know, obviously we want the free-flowing, the multiple goal games, but this is just one of those efforts that you can be really proud of the work that everybody did. So, and and kind of segueing into our bidone, this was really, really tough. And it's funny, um, I wrote down, who my bidone was and and then this player came up with a big moment in the match so um i i actually had the newcomer the 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 kid in goal mandas as my bidone and and reason why is very early in the match he has a a, a ball that he just kind of bobbles and uh and and was very fortunate to be bailed out by a whistle. Um, it wasn't I, honestly. I, I thought the whistle might have came a little bit too quick. And then there was um, there was a moment, some miscommunication where Patrick wanted Mandas to uh, come out and 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 rush the ball and um, swallow it up, and Mandas didn't. So Patrick was forced to uh, play a ball out. Um, that you know essentially turned it over. Uh, there was also a moment in the 64th minute where Mandas plays a ball to Patrick, 
who is marked by two guys. And Patrick is forced to just one time right back to Mandas, who then has to you know, kind of boot it out. And it was a really testy moment. So you could see the nerves and the lack of experience from Mandas. Um, you know, but, uh, but then he was called on to essentially preserve this one and massive, massive double save in the 87th minute. Bellotti has a crack at it. Uh, he's forced to make a save. I think there's a slight deflection because Mandas you know, could have done a little bit better, but I, I think it was deflected to his credit. And then you've got Pellegrini uh, from Roma flying in, but Mandas jumps to block it out and, and knock it out. So big double save from the kid. Again, preserves uh, this clean sheet and ultimately preserves the victory. So, you know, I have to dub him as my bidone because some of those shaky moments. And I think by and large, everybody else played a really sound match. So, um, yeah. But uh, positives, Caleb. What what are you kind of taking as as positives moving forward? You know, obviously this sees us advancing in this tournament to the semifinals, but uh, but we've got Serie A fixtures that are, I don't even want to say arguable, right? I think um, we would probably, I, I don't know, I, I guess I'll ask you, would you rather, here's a would you rather, would All you right. rather win Coppa Italia and come out with a trophy this year or... Um, or 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 fight like hell for a Champions League spot, and I don't want to say that that Champions League spot is guaranteed, but like you're in the mix. So I'm not even guaranteeing the Champions League spot. I'm saying like we're fighting for it, and and we have a good chance to finish in top four, or you have a guaranteed trophy. What are you taking? I mean, I'm prioritizing the league first of all, and then I'm prioritizing Champions League after that, and then everything else. I mean, I don't think there's much value in. For right now, for us and the current situation that we're in, considering the season we're coming off of, we finished second. We talk about we talk about we need to become a team that becomes consistently. It becomes consistent to be in those player in those uh, in those Champions League spots. For example, you talk about teams, particular teams around the world. It's expected that they make Champions League. I would love for Lazio to also reach a level to where people can say, "Oh, like Lazio, like go ahead, pin them in." Right. And it starts just getting, you know, back to back years doing that. That's how it starts. You know, yep. then you get three years. Right. And so I think that would really help a lot with the momentum of the club. And, you know, another positive from this game is that, um, well, this stretch really for me is that we're really, this was like the icing, like this was like the cherry on top. While it wasn't maybe a Champions League spot at the end of the year, it's still sort of validation of the work the team's putting in. It's just more momentum, more fuel to keep igniting this fire and make it five in a row next game, right? And to keep that stretch going. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I think a tournament like this could help give us momentum in the league. I think a win like this absolutely can and will. Um, but in terms of prioritizing it to win it, I'm a bit hesitant about Yeah, I think I'm aligned. We've talked about this before for any of our new listeners you know, the, your 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 thoughts on Champions League is is absolutely spot on. We've we've said it time and time again. For us to take this next step as a club, we need to be in a world in which we are competing in Champions League year in and year out. The finances 
are too big of an incentive to throw away and we just don't make the revenues necessary to compete with some of the biggest clubs in the world and and the revenue and rewards and, and money that you earn from champions league is 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 significant and we're not earning that with any of our domestic cups so no i i think we we have to prioritize that and look a trophy is what you play for and and it's significant so i do think coppa italia is is important um and and certainly when you get to the semis and and to the finals like you you want to walk away with a trophy but you know we put ourselves in a little bit of a hole in league play um i will say you know not only coming away with the victory for this one obviously you want to beat uh roma you're going to put your best lineup out there and that is important but i think for us what was just as important was some of our key players actually getting some rest right rovella yeah. didn't start this one and he comes in late so you know he's he should be fresh for this weekend's fixture you have zakani getting to come off right you have um tati getting to come off and um pellegrini not having started this romagnoli obviously should be very well rested if anything it's it's a plus for him getting to get another match under his belt so mm -hmm. you know provado obviously you know not an issue with rest uh for him but got to take a match off and so i, I think you know isaacson didn't didn't have to come in until late in the match so he can be fresh and we we've talked about it we do see a little bit of depth with this team, Luis Alberto should be back. Um, and if not, you know, we, we, we feel confident at least in Vecino or maybe God, after the uh, performance Kamada had last match, I'm not sure we want to see him, but you know, he is a player that didn't uh, feature in this and at the very least can be very well rested. So mm -hmm. um, I, I think we, we have an opportunity against Lecce it should be three points, but uh, we're all smart enough to know nothing uh, should be taken for granted. Um, Robbie Cer Cerati has the question here, will Sadi keep us fighting for top four spots? You know, I'm, I'm glad the question uh, of Sadi has been brought up. And Caleb and I have been very uh, critical of, of, of some of um, Sadi's you know, whether it's tactics or you know ability or inability maybe to to motivate this side or get the most out of what we felt was a, a really strong unit you know let's it's, it's time to give him his flowers it's time to give him a little bit of praise here today and, and caleb mentioned it right what what he's done against Mourinho and head-to-heads you know we've we've been ahead of roma in the table every year with sadi who dominated them in derbies and you know, last year it was a second place finish and, you know, we were pretty disappointed in, in how things started this year, but uh, we're three points out of fourth. So um, I not only uh, have to believe that it's, it's, he's going to keep us in the fight, but uh, I'm very hopeful that uh, maybe things have turned around with this side with a little bit of consistency. What do you think, Caleb? No, I agree. I, I think that we, we wanted to see something from Sadi as as the year ended right i felt that it was like this was his last month month and a half to really sort of be like to sort of give us an idea or some sort of hope of this is the guy to keep us going and he never was going to get sacked i don't think uh, we're cheap we're not going to try and pay that contract to some other coach you know what i'm saying that's not, that was never going to happen however we needed to see something from Saudi. 
that showed us, hey, this guy can get this team consistent because some consistency in terms of results, consistency in effort. Because it's one thing to get results, but it's also another thing to continually see your team put up an effort in games where we saw in some games they just didn't care. It just seemed like they just didn't care. They couldn't care less about what happened in the game. And I think we're starting to see a really motivated side. I mean, this is the hungriest I've seen this team all year. And not just this derby. I'm talking about the three games prior. Like we're hungry. We're, we're, we're hungry, it seems like. And it seems like there's some buy-in as well. So absolutely, Saudi has to stay around. And, and can he get us to that top four? I, even with a little bit of the injury problem that we had, remember we, we, we remember you only went down. We were thinking, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? E. Saxon got hurt. All these different things started popping up, but we still got results. And a credit to that is a deeper roster than we've ever had. And you got to give some credit to Saudi. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I think um, it's important to be fair about the way we look at it. And, you know, we, we can criticize him when needed, but, um, but, but you got to be fair and, and give him the praise when it's due. And um, there's no reason to think we can't be in this top four race at this point. Um, you know, and, and, and I was ready to write us off uh, before, but you know, I, I think the other piece to note is, is just performances of the other sides, right? And that's also what helps keep us in this. I mean, Napoli is in an absolute dumpster fire right now. You know, for those that didn't see, you've got uh, Osiman, you know, speaking um, and posting Instagram stories, completely berating the agent of Cavadaschelia, you know, the, the two top players on this team kind of um, maybe indirectly going at each other or at least going at each other's agents. And obviously the, the performances on the pitch for that side have not been good. And so, um, you know, that, that helps for sure. I mean, you're looking at the teams ahead of us in the table, Fiorentina, Bologna, Atalanta, you know, I'll, I'll say for me, I, I think Fiorentina and Bologna will start to slide. Mm-hmm. Atalanta has shown year in and year out the last five plus years that they're a side to contend with. So I think I think it'll be uh, between us and Atalanta. And I will say this because we do have Napoli match looming. Like at the end of the day, they still have a couple world class players on their team, and yeah. um, I think at some point. You know, they're they're gonna figure something out. Um, so, you know, it'll be an interesting season. But uh, it it starts with what uh, what we have deemed as a must win. Talked about how big this group of four matches was. It needed to be four wins out of four. Lecce is the final one there before. You know, we're 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 playing um, Inter in a Supercoppa. We've got Napoli, Atalanta. So a couple tough ones that. Uh, that we, we don't know um, what's going to happen. So we've got to take all three against Lecce this Sunday. Um, this is awesome. It's It always feels good to beat Roma. Always fun to celebrate with Laziali. Couldn't be a better time. A day after Lazio celebrated their 124th uh, birthday. So good time to be a Laziale. Let's keep it moving forward. Nothing but good vibes. Please follow us. Uh, we, we love the support. Love the comments flowing in. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on social media, Twitter, TikTok, you name it, Instagram, 
And uh, and if you want to just listen to the podcast, we are on all audio formats. Please uh, share it with your friends. Help us grow. All the Laziali out there, we appreciate you. We love you. And sempre forza Lazio.